All right, welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you rather late on Saturday night, November 18th, uh, about two and a half hours after Rutgers defeated Howard, going away 85 63, uh, had a busy uh, night, but wanted to cover the win and just kind of give a kind of synopsis of where they're at after five games now. Rutgers on a nine day break going through Thanksgiving week. We'll be back Friday, excuse me, Monday, uh, the 27th of November against St. Peter's. And this was a big week. This was a big week the last seven days. Obviously, they lost to Princeton in the opener. It was a frustrating performance. It was a disjointed performance. And looking back on it, you know, as as, as kind of rough as they played, they were still in that game till the very end. And I actually think we're going to look back on that as a little bit impressive because Princeton is good. Uh, they're 4-0 now. They uh, they wiped the floor with Monmouth and, uh, today. Uh, they you know won a tough road game at Duquesne. Duquesne's a, not a bad mid-major at all. Uh, they won at Hofstra, which is a good mid-major. So Princeton has looked really good. And Rutgers on last Sunday – Earned that nine-point win over Bryant. It was close. Uh, we knew that Bryant, you know, was a dangerous mid-major team, and they proved it big time on Saturday night, winning at number ten Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton, uh, quite comfortably, by the way. Uh, I think it was eight or nine points in one of the biggest upsets of the season. Florida Atlantic made the Final Four last year. They have everyone returning. You have to give credit to Jimmy Martelli Jr., who's, or, um, excuse me, um, Phil Martelli Jr., who took over uh, for Jared Grasso, who resigned this week. And uh, that's just a monster win. You know, Bryant was um, in the 200s, Kempon. They're now about 213, I think. So that's going to potentially be, you know, a pretty solid win for Rutgers on their resume. Uh, I don't know what the quad's going to come to, but, um, you know, that kind of win is certainly notable. Uh, and just, you know, the losses that other teams have had this year, which we can kind of talk about at the end, but just in terms of Rutgers tonight, you know, they were challenged at times. Howard's a 22, uh, win team from last season, went the NCAA tournament last year, have a few new faces, uh, including Seth Towns, former Ivy league player of the year, uh, played at Ohio state a few years. He's, you know, been injured quite a bit. This is his eighth year. Uh, it's pretty wild to see him <laughs> going head to head with Gavin Griffiths, a true freshman, but, uh, Gavin, you know, uh, had some moments offensively uh, and defensively tonight. Uh, this team is just, they're getting better. They're getting better. And, uh, you know, they were down 14-8 early. Rutgers responded with a 19-2 run. Uh, then it was 49-45 with about 13 minutes to go. Uh, and Rutgers really took off from there. And it's it's really all been about guard play. Uh, specifically tonight, you know, Derek Simpson uh, had his by far best game of the season. He's really blossoming and he had a terrible first game and he's learned from it quite a bit. And you could just see each game, his confidence building, um, his maturity, his ability to kind of find his way within the offense. And I think learning how to play in the new style uh, for Steve Peichel, who, you know, it's wild to hear him in the press conference talk about this is an 80 point team. This team should average 80 points a game. I really had doubts. I was worried that Peichel would have trouble once the season got going. Um, 
Obviously, the defense has been pretty good. They haven't played any great offensive teams yet, but you know they're 18th now in defensive efficiency nationally in Kempom. But I, I thought he'd get twitchy with the half court and all that. But you know he is, you know, give him credit. I mean, he's he is continuing to harp on the fact that this team needs to push the pace, and it's very clear that they're better in transition than the half court. They're built for transition. Uh, tonight they had a uh, was a 27 to 14 edge in fast break points. But when they really were able to kind of fly and just uh, kind of blow uh, Howard out of the water, it was in transition. It was forcing steals. It was uh, running off of rebounds. It was just their ability to suffocate their opponent, uh, get them on their heels. They had they forced 21 turnovers tonight. They uh, had a 23 to 8 edge in points off a of turnover. So, again, going back to the guards, Derek Simpson was fantastic. He was seven of ten uh, from the floor, uh, seven of nine from the free throw line. He had he led Rutgers with four assists. Um, he did a lot. Noah Fernandes, I thought, gave him another spark again. He was four of eight from the floor, two of five from three, at twelve points, three assists, five steals. He was just great with ball pressure. Uh, Jamichael Davis has been great with ball pressure. He had a steal tonight. He didn't do a lot offensively, but he had four assists. You know, they had uh, one, two, three. They had six players with at least two assists tonight, four with at least three. It's a really good sign. Uh, Simpson and uh, Davis had four assists. Fernandes and Griffiths had three. And then Cliff and Andre had two. So they're sharing the basketball, but it really starts with those two guards. I think they dictate the offense. They dictate the pace. Um, they're able to hit threes. They're able to create offense off the dribble. Uh, they're able to uh, score in transition. They're good decision makers. Uh, they really, Fernandes and Simpson, give Rutgers a dynamic offensively that they haven't had in a while. And just, you know, in terms of their ball pressure, you know, Rutgers in the past, you know, even with Cam Spencer, Mulcahy, uh, Caleb, it was much more about, you know, length and uh, jumping in the passing lanes, anticipation. Uh, these guys are just suffocating the ball handlers and they're overwhelming them. And will that continue a Big Ten play? Obviously, size is a bit of a concern, just in, maybe not concern, but I think a question in terms of uh, can they be as effective with steals uh, in Big Ten play when they're facing some bigger backcourts? They're going to face some smaller guys too. Uh, you know, Tyson Walker, Michigan State, obviously, is a uh, smaller guy. Uh, Boo Booey isn't, you know, particularly huge. But uh, there's bigger backcourts also. But I think that this team is different, you know, and they're starting to gel. And they're starting to figure out how to play together. They've missed Austin Williams the last two games. They're going to need him for, I, I think, particularly uh, defense with wings um, and, and just giving them a bigger guard who can uh, get attack the basket uh, and get to the foul line. But with J. Mike coming off the bench, uh, along with Fernandes and Simpson, I mean, it, they have speed, uh, they have ball pressure, and they have guys that can create off the dribble. And I thought, you know, there were some passes tonight, like S Simpson on the break had no reason. Like, he, he could have gone to the rim himself, and he found the trailer in uh, Oscar Palmquist cutting down the middle with two guys defending the rim, and... Oscar finished and with the M one 
and Derek made a tremendous pass. And, uh, you know, I haven't said much about Oscar yet, but I have to say he's better. He is better. He gave them real minutes tonight. Um, you know, and he has this year at, at times, you know, he hasn't had, he's had some silent games, but he had seven points, three or four from the floor. Uh, he had two rebounds and a block, but he ran the floor really well. Uh, just in terms of, um, you know, he, he, Davis found him on a, on a cutter, uh, in the half court and he was able to finish a tough shot. He's playing smart basketball. You know, he's a high IQ guy and he's not going to, He's much more in control. I mean, he started to be towards the end of last year when he got some reps, you know, but he he doesn't really force bad shots. He doesn't, you know, he's not particularly strong with the ball, so that's a little bit of a concern in Big Ten play. He's not a great defender. He's not the most athletic, but he's smart, and he shares the basketball, and he can shoot. So I think what they're getting out of him is a plus. But if you look at the plus minus tonight, just going there specifically, you know, Noah was plus 26. That's pretty uh, phenomenal. Cliff is plus 23. Uh, Gavin was plus 22. He had seven points, three, eight shooting, three rebounds, three assists, steal a block. Did a little bit of everything. And zero turnovers. He's playing his role. You know, he's not a full-fledged starter, but he's giving them some scoring punch off the bench. He's uh, showing his athleticism. He can score inside and out. He gives them a different element, too. I think... Cliff, you know, he had a big game and he did everything at 15 points, 14 rebounds, four blocks, two steals, two assists, um, did have a few turnovers, uh, but he is kind of letting the game come to him a little bit more. He, uh, you know, was uh, dominant in the paint, as was Rutgers, 48 points in the paint to, what was it, 14? Uh, by the way, they were 11 of 18 on layups tonight. Not great, but not terrible. Um, they're getting a little bit better there. Uh, it was 48 to 20 in the paint. They also, uh, they were just plus two on the board. So that is a concern. The rebounding has not been great. And, uh, you know, their wings and, and guards haven't rebounded great. But that leads us to another point, Mawat Mag. You know, they're off now for nine days. Uh, he has not played yet. He was suited up tonight. He warmed up. I think he's really close. You know, I've said for a while, I thought, you know, after Thanksgiving, and I think there's a good chance he'll be back very soon uh, in game action. So that's going to add a lot for them. That's going to add some rebounding. That's going to add them, uh, defending, uh, that's going to add uh, athleticism, uh, another guy who can, uh, elevate and score in transition. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, how effective he's going to be in terms of his shot early on There's going to be some considerable rust, but if he could just give them energy defense rebounding, um, that's, that's going to be a lot, um, and work his way back in. I thought Andre Hyatt, you know, he didn't have, you know, a great game tonight, but, you know, he's showing some maturity too, because he's not forcing things like he did in the past. He was, he took 11 shots. Uh, he led them actually in shots, but he's 5'11", 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, you know, he's able to do a little bit of everything for them now, and he's showing real leadership. And I think that that's huge. He had a concerning opening night against Princeton and he's bounced back really well. So, Everyone has contributed. Everyone's, I think, made some strides since opening day. But I think it really is all about the guard play. Now, in terms of being knockdown shooters, you know, they've struggled at three a little bit. Um, in terms of how they're doing for the season, you know, they're, they're not going to be the best three-point shooting team there is. But their ability to share the basketball is important. Uh, they're, they're very willing to do that. And they're, they're getting good looks, you know, in terms of threes, let's see how they are for the year. 
Uh, Derek is, you know, three of six, 50%. Needs to take more. Uh, and then Andre and Gavin have taken a ton. Uh, Gavin's just six to 25 for 24%. Andre's nine to 26 for 34.5. Uh, J-, J Mike is one of six. Noah's six of 18. Uh, Oscar's two of eight. So nobody's shot the three particularly well other than Derek Simpson who needs to shoot it more. Um, and then there's the free throw shooting. You know, Derek Simpson's been phenomenal. 21 and 23, 91%. Gavin Griffith's been up and down five and nine. Andre's been great. 17 and 20. Cliff just 9 to 16, 56%. Jamichael Davis just 7 to 16, 43%. Wolf has had, you know, a lot of attempts, 6 to 17. He struggled. Noah's 7 of 11, 64%. So that's improved shooting. But if you look at concepts and how they're running the offense, how they're sharing the basketball, how they're scoring in transition, it's all really encouraging. You know, again, Pico's been preaching they're, they're an 80-point team. They scored 85 tonight. We talked about it in the post game how – you know, he was happy that happened because they've been missing some shots. But this team is can be a good offensive team. They're not going to be the most efficient shooting team there is. But I think as they play more together, they're going to continue to get better shot selection. And I think that the offense is going to get better. And they're going to be more efficient. I think that obviously finishing from the foul line is going to be crucial, especially in Big Ten play and as the schedule ramps up soon. After St. Peter's, they have a three-game stretch. Where we're going to learn a lot. Uh, Illinois at home, at Wake Forest, at Seton Hall. I can't tell if I reverse that, um, if it's Seton Hall first and then Wake Forest, but three monster games in a row. And they're at the point now, if they can beat St. Peter's, they'll be 5-1. and one. You're avoiding the landmine losses. You're developing along the way. And then you have an opportunity, you know, against those three teams. And and Seton Hall, Wake Forest, and the metrics aren't going to be great. I mean, Kempon wise, let's see where everybody's at. Rutgers jumped big time tonight. Uh, they moved from 72 to 64, uh, 63 now, sorry. Uh, you know, highly efficient offensive night, very good defensive night. Uh, they're still just 143rd offensive efficiency. I think that's going to get better, a lot better. I think th- a lot better. I really do. Um, you know, they're 275th in three-point shooting, 283rd in free throws, two-pointers. They're 50.8%. Not terrible. Uh, 161st nationally. they got to get better there. Um, you know, they, they've given it up a lot in steals, which is not good. Um, but let's see. Uh, Illinois. Yeah, it's Illinois, then Wake, then Seton Hall. Illinois is 31 in Ken Palms. Wake's 70. And Seton Hall's 51. Rutgers right now is 63. Princeton's all the way up to 68. Uh, tonight, Howard's now at 228, Bryant's at 216, Georgetown's at 178. So no great wins yet in terms of metrics, but three huge opportunities coming up. And, you know, if you go in two of those, uh, they're going to be fine. It, I, they still have a, you know, a, a real shot to go 9-2 and two in non-conference play. Uh, obviously, they could go 10-1, but you go 9-2 and two in non-conference play, you give yourself a real chance to make the NCAA tournament by winning those 10, 11, 12 Big Ten games. Um, and I think this team could do it. You know, the Big Ten's wide open. Uh, there's been some, I mean, Maryland has really struggled lately. Uh, they've lost three in a row. Uh, we know about, you know, Michigan State losing to James Madison, who, by the way, is very good uh, and had beaten uh, tonight's opponent, Howard, by a lot. So um, that was one. Who else has had some. Uh, difficulties in big 10 play or in the big 10 so far um 
maybe no one else. Well, Indiana struggled at times. You know, they haven't looked great. Um, you know, Minnesota had a, it was up on Missouri. Missouri's, you know, pretty good, I think. They were second-round team last year, and uh, they, they couldn't close there. So the Big Ten's going to be wide open, and Rutgers is kind of developing this chemistry, and they have veteran leadership, and they have strong – I think they're going to have even stronger guard play. And for me, that's super encouraging. In terms of that, the rotations, you know, Pico's still working that out. Um, you know, Wolf was a little silent tonight, but they have different guys stepping up, you know, and they have multiple contributors. They have to rebound better. They have to shoot better. But they're defending well. They're sharing the basketball well. They have a real strength in transition. And they have multiple guys that can create offense. So that's going to be a big plus for them uh, as they get through the schedule. Um, you know, they're not going to just be reliant on shooting, you know, they're not going to be just reliant on, um, in terms of getting shots, um, off of, uh, scheme. They're going to have creators that can, that can, um, have the ability to find open teammates and create shots for themselves, whether it be in transition, whether it be in the half court. And, uh, they haven't had that type of element in, in a long time. And to hear Pico just focus on offense for a while. It's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, and, you know, I think they've been better defensively than expected. Obviously, they haven't played anyone great yet uh, other than Princeton. And, you know, I mean, even Princeton, they held the 68 points. What's Princeton scored since that game? Uh, let's see. Uh, because I think they're uh, Princeton's offensive efficiency. They're 48th nationally at 109.9. Uh, they put up uh, 68 against Rutgers, 74 against Hofstra, 70 against Duquesne, 82 against Monmouth. They haven't played home yet. Uh, they have Old Dominion coming up, Northeastern, uh, no great. Uh, they, they play St. Joe's on the road. But, I mean, the Ivy's looking really good. Um, Columbia beat somebody today uh, that was unexpected. Uh, they beat – yeah, they beat Temple. So that was impressive uh, for them. The Ivy's a good league. But I think overall, for where this team is through five games, you know, they, they, they've accomplished a lot. They're still getting healthy. They need Austin Williams back. They need to want Mag, Mag back. Just think about when those two guys are back, the rotation is going to be even stronger. They, they've just won these last two games, uh, you know, with essentially eight scholarship players. They haven't played troll really much at all. So, um, you know, Oscar game, everybody, everybody in that eight, the last two games has given them quality run at some point in the last two games. So that's encouraging too. Uh, there is balance. There is more depth. When you get Mag and Austin Williams back, uh, you know, Noah Fernandez is still working off the rust. Uh, and he is, you know, the last two games were super encouraging with him. Simpson's still emerging and growing into his role. Gavin's still learning. Uh, you know, Cliff is, I think, trying to figure things out in terms of how to play with these new guards. There's a lot going on. And again, if you can continue to win while you develop, that's, that, that's the benefit. And there's upsets every night in college basketball. And, you know, this was a team that, you know, Howard was no joke. And, and they certainly challenged Rutgers. And and listen, you know, people get upset because it's close. And, you know, they should be running them out of the gym. But there is value in being pushed by Howard and then blowing the doors off. It was 49-45, 13 minutes to go. They were challenged. And guess what? They responded really well. So I think that that's uh, a major plus and uh, something to, to think about as you're sweating this out a little bit. And, you know, so I saw a comment like, you know, Rutgers always starts slow. They're, they're winning. They're winning, right? And, and two years ago was maddening when they lost those three games. Uh, and there were some reasons for that. 
And they eventually woke up and they, they got to the NCAA tournament. But this team, there's reasons for this too in terms of just gelling and learning how to play together and establishing rotations, learning each other's strengths. So the, until the lights come on, you don't you don't truly know. And the rack was fantastic tonight to see, you know, the crowd that was there for Howard on a Saturday night was really impressive. I have a whole episode I'm ready to do on the rack with the survey. Uh, I want to dedicate some time to it. I just want to have the right time to do that. It's coming up. I'll do that in the next few days. Uh, but tonight was just a, a value game, right, in terms of the rack, in terms of what it can bring to the table. The crowd was fantastic. And uh, this team is exciting. This team's exciting. They're, they're not, you know, going to be a, a, a top two, three Big Ten team. They're not going to challenge for the Big Ten title, but they're gonna they're gonna be in some games and they're gonna win some games. And they are truly a team I think that's gonna get better as the season goes on. So that's my thoughts and reaction to the Howard win and to through five games so far. Thanks for listening and watching once again here at the Scarlet Faithful.